Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome in to Vern's Post Game Show. Massey not stopping in second and slides into third with a two-run triple. Here's Josh Vernier. Hey, all right, good evening. It is a final here at Kauffman Stadium. 7-6, Royals win. They take game two from Cleveland. They win the series. It's a third straight series victory. You know that's the first time it's happened this season. But did you know it's the first time a Royals ball club has won three straight series in more than two years? Now, let's talk about it. Phone lines are open, 913-586-7610. Again, the phone number, the J Southland Tow Service text line number, they're identical. 913-586-7610. And there is plenty for you to call in and discuss. I'm watching right now is out on the diamond, actually is walking off the field right now. Uh, Tyler Cropley makes his big league debut, drives in a run, collects his first big league hits. I see him out there taking pictures with uh, friends and family. Everybody's smiling. Uh, Nobody's smile bigger than Cropley's. Uh, Good for him. Uh, Good for the 15,000 that were in attendance to witness the Royals' 7-6 win. But, yeah, I, I think there's a lot for you to bring up a lot that you should want to talk about from Tyler Cropley to big James MacArthur. How about that Houdini job in the eighth inning? Nick Lofton with another multi-hit performance. There's a lot that we could discuss, but I need you to bring up Tyler Cropley. I need you to have an opinion about James MacArthur or Nick Lofton. Here's the phone number if you do. 913-586-7610. Again, that's 913-586-7610. I'm happy to go wherever you want to go so long as it pertains to Royals baseball. We can talk this offseason. We can talk next year's edition of the Boys in Blue. We can dive into this team, which is now 50 and 102. Royals need to go 7-3 down the stretch to avoid a new franchise record for losses. We can go wherever you want after this 7-6 loss, but me, what I find interesting from this game, and the only thing that I really want to talk about tonight, again, I'll go wherever you want me to go if we're talking Royals baseball. But if it was up to me, 
there's only one name that should be on the tip of the tongue of Royals fans everywhere. MJ Melendez. If you were listening to the On Deck show earlier today, I told you he's about to steal my heart again. We now only have 10 games to go, and I've been harping on this for weeks, harping on this for more than a month now. If he can give me a strong second half of the season, and when I say strong, I'm talking about the type of strength that you and I were so fired up about when it comes to the 24-year-old coming into the season. The kind of strength that doesn't take much imagination to envision. Melendez running into 25, 30 bombs at the big league level. MJ offensively, defensively, and on the base paths. This may have been his best all-around game of the year. He goes two for three with a walk, a home run, uh, an RBI single. Going first to third there in the third inning, I mean, there was no hesitation. Some aggressive base running uh, looks as comfortable in left field as he has all season, making a very nice sliding catch for the second out of the third inning. Just a well-rounded game for MJ Melendez, who now in 57 games since the All-Star break is hitting 279 with an OPS of 845. That is the MJ Melendez that you and I fell in love with last season. That's the MJ Melendez that you and I have been hoping we will see over 162. Well, we're getting it here in the second half of the season, and meant 57 games, that's more than a third of the season. Uh, if, 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 and there's no reason to believe that he won't, another 10 games, now we're getting close to almost half a season of an 850 OPS. Yeah, that's a guy that belongs in the same breath as Bobby and Mike Hell and Vinny Pasquantino. That is the makings of a pretty solid one, two, three, four in the lineup. Phone lines are open for you, 913-586-7610. So again, we can go wherever you want to go following this 7-6 Royals win. But to me, the Knights belong to MJ Melendez and really the second half of the season. Yes, Bobby Witt Jr. broke out and we all acknowledge that he has star potential. But to me, MJ Melendez is the story of the second half of the season. Cole Reagans, Bobby Witt Jr., Michael Garcia finishing off a strong rookie campaign. Yes, they're all noteworthy. But Cole Reagans doesn't have a, a 2022 to fall back on the way that MJ Melendez does. Now, MJ can not only point to what he's done here in the second half, he can point to what he did in his rookie campaign. That's uh, of, of a two-year stretch, his first two years in the big leagues. You know, Save the first half of this season, this guy has been everything that you could have wanted out of a second-round pick and more. Uh, 913-586-7610. All right, I want to get to your thoughts as the Royals pick up win number 50 on the season. Let's go out to Gladstone. We're going to start off with Donovan. Donovan, you're hitting leadoff. Go ahead, buddy. Hey, thank you, Vern. Love your show. First-time caller. Thanks for taking my call. Thank you. How much fun has this been? My son and I talk about this all the time. You never know what you're going to see any given game. Man, this team recently, and even for a while there, offensively, defensively, 
I know you brought up Melendez, but, man, I like to think you can't just call out one or two players. I mean, all the players almost. Everybody is producing. This is what we're looking for. I literally think we are only one first or second starting pitcher away from making something happen. Somebody outside of Cole Reagan's to start this up. And these new call-ups, all of them, Loft, all these guys, man, I am no longer doubting our farm system. Vern, I got to ask you, you remember that caller? It was probably two months ago, and he called in in your post-game show and was saying that we don't have major league players. I don't see any major league players on our team. I just see minor league and amateurs. Man, do you remember that guy? Yeah, I that was a really few months ago. That guy hear, was all fired up. Yeah, he, I he's would really like a fool love today. to hear. I would really love to hear what he has to say now. Well, Donovan, I appreciate that phone call. I share that excitement. There's a lot to get to from that uh, phone call. As the Royals win seven to six, but. Uh, Kind enough to dial us up after this Royals dub is uh, the man that I thought stole the show tonight, MJ Melendez. Uh, MJ, thank you very much for the time. I, I know you've put on a show this season uh, at Fenway a few times here at Kauffman Stadium, but, man, offensively, defensively, your aggressiveness on the base paths, what a show tonight, man. How good you feeling right now? Thank you, thank you. No, I feel great. Um, obviously, you know, in this season – um, you know, maybe not everybody's fresh, but that goes to both sides. Um, other team as well, so just trying to, um, you know, get my body as ready as I can for the games, and uh, and you know, just try to try to feed on on the other team's weaknesses at the, at the moment. MJ, what about your improvement defensively? Are you proudest of? Um, yeah, no, I've been been working with Damon uh, a lot in the outfield and uh, before the games and stuff, so. Um, you know, just being able to do that and, and try to, you know, get as much shagging in as possible, you know, while keeping my body fresh. It's been the important thing for me. So, uh, you know, I'd attribute it to that. MJ, uh, you, you've been a winner, you know, th- throughout your life, throughout your career. Uh, how nice has it been? I, I mentioned your numbers in the second half. You got an OPS near 850 since the All-Star break. Man, how, how nice is it? Every day, with what you went through in the first half of the season, to know, man, when you're driving to the ballpark, you're you're bringing something every day that's helping this team win. Yeah, no, it's it feels great. Obviously, it's you know that's what I want to be able to do is to be able to contribute. You know, as a baseball player, as an athlete, competitor, you always want to be able to contribute to your team. And, um, you know, do anything you can to help them win. So uh, that's a big thing for me. And uh, obviously, like you said, the first half might not have been the best. And, um, didn't feel like I was I was really doing what I could to help the team win, but um, you know now I'm just trying trying to do a better job of that and uh, you know, trying to do all the little things right. You know, even when it comes to base running, like you had mentioned earlier. So what's the lesson then? We got ten games left in this season, and maybe this is a better question for the off season. But as of now, what's your what's your lesson from 2023? Yeah, um, I mean, huh, there, there's a lot. There's a lot to take away, um, but you know, just. Going through the ups and downs, it's easy to, you know, kind of get frustrated, especially after a bad start, and you know, kind of let it linger and affect affect your next couple games. So, um, just learning how to how to handle that, and you know, not letting that affect me. Obviously, you know, think about the first half. You know, I, I think it let it affect me a little bit too much, but then, 
you know, like last last road trip, I, I think I went 0 for every single game on, on the road trip. But um, come back home, just try to flip the switch and, you know, get get that turn back around and, and, you know, do what I can to be productive. Yeah, I think everyone's excited to see you opening day 2024, except maybe your buddy Logan Allen, who you put in the book tonight as you take a bridge on a 2-1 offering in the first inning. Uh, how, how does that work for buddies? Uh, you respect them. Um, but are you are you allowed to to jab at them in a text? Do you guys talk about it in the off season that you got them tonight? <laughs> yeah, that'll definitely be something that I'll probably will probably you know joke around about. I'll probably um, you know throw a little jab at them and, and mention it. But I'll probably wait wait a couple of days until I do that. Probably off season. Um, you know, I'm sure I'll see him and and we'll catch up and I'll probably mention the off season. But yeah, uh, that was definitely uh, funny. Um, you know, pretty cool to be able to do that against against my childhood best friend. Yeah, no doubt. Well, you were balling tonight, MJ. Hope to see it again tomorrow afternoon, man. Enjoy your night, and we'll see you out here tomorrow uh, for the finale. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right, brother. There you go. MJ Melendez, two for three, three runs scored, three runs driven in. A solid night defensively. I mentioned the base running, that big first to third. He comes around to score on Nick Lofton's infield knock. Just a great night for MJ Melendez. It's been a terrific second half of the season for MJ Melendez. Now, to go back to what Donovan, the caller, Donovan from Gladstone brought up. First of all, he's 100% right when he says, Vern, you can't just highlight one player. You don't win a game because of one player. No doubt. Uh, MJ and Nick Lofton and Bobby Witt Jr. getting on base right out of the gate, a three-hit night for Michael Garcia. I mentioned James MacArthur's Houdini act in the eighth. Colin Snyder picking up his first win. Alec Marsh keeping the Royals in the game. Yeah, th- there were plenty of... Plenty of men responsible for this win. But this team is 50-102, and 102, fighting off the Oakland Athletics for the worst record in all of Major League Baseball. All those names I just gave you, all the guys that contributed, all the guys that had a hand in this W tonight, how many of them were here on opening day? How many of them have been through the grind of 162? Not, not even multiple years like MJ. I'm just talking this year. How many guys have one full year of big league baseball where you're going through all the ups and downs like we just discussed with MJ? Okay, I mentioned Bobby. Bobby, no doubt. But Bobby's already ascended to, to stardom, right? We view Bobby as the face of the franchise moving forward. Outside of that, what, Nick Lofton, okay, Michael Garcia, maybe not all 162, but 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 I'll, I'll give you Michael Garcia. Okay, Bobby Witt Jr., Michael Garcia, but those two, if you've listened to this show, those two passed the evaluation season a couple of months ago. I've been good with Bobby and Michael because they've been, I mean, you, you can make a case that Michael Garcia has been the most consistent hitter on this team from start to finish of the season. Uh, but Nick Lofton just got here. James MacArthur just got here. Alec Marsh hasn't been here that long. Uh, Colin Snyder's been up and down. MJ's been here since opening day. MJ was going through it in the first half of the season. Only to rise like this in the second half. Nearly hitting 280 with an OPS near 850. 
No, that two years now of MJ Melendez, and he's been an average to above average hitter in what nine of the nine of the twelve months. Eight of the twelve months. He's been an average to above average hitter a majority of his time in the big leagues. I can't say that about Nick Lofton because he hasn't been here long enough. I, I, I can't tell you that Nick Lofton, who in his first dozen games has 14 hits and a 359 batting average. I got nothing negative to say about Nick Lofton. It's just you've seen this before. I've seen this before. We've all seen September flashes that get you and I excited going into the offseason, and then it's a dud in April. The name of this game is consistency. The reason why you play 162 is be, you want to find out who's going to do it every single day. Who's going to show up with that same energy, that same efforts, and that same production day in and day out. That's why Salvi's going to end up in the Royals Hall of Fame, maybe in Cooperstown, because his level every single day is unparalleled. Bobby Witt Jr., Michael Garcia, their their energy, their effort, and their production is consistent. So MJ Melendez having the ability to play all 162 to find his name in the lineup for a majority of these first 152 games to perform at the level that he has. At a consistent basis, that's why me personally, that, that's why tonight's show is about only one player. Because what MJ's done in the second half of the season, I, I do believe we can have a conversation of what it means for 2024. I can't do that with James MacArthur. I mean, we can dream on him. We, we, we can congratulate him and hope for the best, just like we did last year with Dylan Coleman. Just like we did the year before that with Jake Brents. I'm not saying that the, 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 the same fate awaits James MacArthur. I'm just saying you, you, you can't be fooled by a really good month. And with MacArthur, it's been a sensational month. He's retired 31 of the 32 batters that he's faced, including the last 22 in a row. Oh, he's been sensational. I need to see it in April. Nick Lofton, so much fun to watch. Need to see it in April. MJ, I'm banking on seeing it in April. That's the difference. Royals win 7-6, to six, a third straight series victory. Phone lines are open, 913-586-7610. Let's go to Brad in Raymore. Brad, you're on the postgame show. Go ahead. Hey, Vern, how's it going? All right, buddy, how are you? Doing great. Hey, I was out there at the game. I just want to say, and I'll I'll just listen at, off the air, but I've been going to games for a long time, and I have to say, and it's never changed, that one of the coolest things that you can ever see is a first major league hit, and I don't care who it is, and I don't even care if it's on the other team. It's still one of the coolest things to see. So I just wanted to say that. That's all. It's just one of the best things in baseball, I think, is to watch a kid get his first hit. Yep, yep. Um, while I agree with that, I enjoy the family reaction even more. You know, showing mom and the wife and the kid and the dad and the brother and you know, friends and family. Uh, that, that's, that's what always gets me because, you know, the, m- most ball players when they you know, pick up their first strikeout, first win, first knock, first RBI, they, 
You gotta act like you've been there before. You gotta try to act cool. You can't jump up and down. You can't start crying at first base like you're Pete Rose and you just surpassed Ty Cobb. It's now, shout out Eric Skoglin, but, you, you know, you're not going to doff your cap and wave it like you just, you know, like you're Don Larson or something. But what they show the family, and, you know, that's where you see the, to me, that's where I see the hard work. You know, the, the, the hard work that Tyler Cropley put in his entire life to get here, written all over his friends and family's faces. That's what I enjoy, but I appreciate you bringing it up. Uh, yes, congratulations to Tyler Cropley, the entire family. He goes one for three with a sacrifice fly and a base hit. How about that? Leadoff knock in the eighth inning, sack fly in the fifth. And 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 I don't want to just brush past that sacrifice fly. Uh, because moments before that, Nick Prado struck out looking, staring at a curveball from James Karinchak. So Cropley comes to the dish, and yeah, he's got bases loaded, one out. Uh, two on, one out, excuse me. He has Nelson Velasquez on third, uh, Nick Lofton on second with one out. Uh, Nick Prado goes down swinging where the one edict is just put the ball in play put the ball in play make something happen to get that run home from third nick prado fails to do so strikes out staring at a curveball and how many times have you and i had this conversation or or how many times have you and i felt the need to highlight um, a royals hitter that when the situation calls for anything but a strikeout we feel the need to highlight the person that actually comes through and puts the ball in play because we, you and I, we've seen a lot of strikeouts in those situations so far this season. Not Tyler Cropley. Congratulations to the kid. Put the ball in play. Uh, easy to say up here in the press box. I understand that, but that's why they're the professionals and I'm in the press box. Got to get the job done. Tyler Cropley gets the job done. Sacrifice fly. Puts the Royals ahead at that point. Uh, seven... Four. Two more runs would come in to score as Carlos Hernandez and Taylor Clark each allow a run in the eighth and seventh innings, respectively. But James MacArthur, with two on and nobody out, strikes out Josh Naylor, Cole Calhoun, and uh, Ramon Laureano. And then Colin Snyder comes in for a one, two, three, ninth inning. Royals win seven to six. Zach Granke takes the bump tomorrow afternoon in the finale. Phone lines are open. Again, 913-586-7610. We'll head inside the Royals Clubhouse and get back to your thoughts after this. Firm's post-game show on your home for Royals baseball, 610 Sports Radio, and the Odyssey app. Phone lines are open for you, 913-586-7610. That's 913-586-7610. My game notes are brought to you by Jay Southland Toe Service. Alec Marsh picks up the win tonight. He's now two and eight on the season. Marsh goes four and a third innings, giving up three runs on five hits, only two strikeouts, one walk. And now this year, Marsh has 73 strikeouts in his first 65 innings of big league baseball. And how about this split? He's made, what, eight starts and six bulk 
appearances. Right. Six appearances where there's an opener in front of him, but, but he's the long guy. He's the guy you're hoping give you four or five innings of work. Well, as a starting pitcher, his ERA is around seven and a half. But with an opener, his ERA is around three and a half. Now, you might hear that and say, well, of course, yeah, you're starting the game. They're, they're normally asking you to pitch a little bit deeper. So he's probably throwing more innings as a starter. That's why his ERA is four runs higher. But actually, in those eight starts with that seven and a half ERA, he's averaging four and a third innings per start. But with an opener in front of him, he's going nearly five innings on average with an ERA around three and a half. Alec Marsh, can't wait to see him in spring training next year. And I hope that doesn't come across as a slam, but as I addressed in that opening segment, Major League Baseball is not about what you do in a month, what you do for a month and a half. It's, It's what do you do for a full season? What do you do for multiple seasons? What do you do for multiple months? We just don't have that right now with Alec Marsh. But what we do have is what appears to be a fine coaching staff, fine pitching coaches, an improving pitching development department within the organization. And you got that burly mound of clay where a number 67 named Alec Marsh with that slider sweeper that when properly uncorked looks darn near unhittable, not to mention running it there, running it up there in the upper 90s. Can't wait to see what Alec Marsh does this offseason, what he does with the advice that opponent uh, opposing hitters have given him. Uh, with the advice that his coaches are going to give him throughout the offseason, can't wait to see how he attacks that competition for a rotation spot next spring. 73 strikeouts in 65 innings lets you, or at least allows me to believe that even if things don't work out in the rotation, he's going to have a pretty cushy fall back into the bullpen. Uh, Could end up in the back end of the bullpen. Alec Marsh is a winner. I I have a feeling this offseason is going to be big for him. And I think next year we could be seeing a a breakout from the 25-year-old. Doesn't turn 26 until the summer. Now, the star of tonight's game, at least on the mound, was, yeah, James MacArthur. Uh, Three strikeouts. You had Matt Quattrero after the game talking about what a terrific hitter Josh Naylor is and how infrequently he punches out. That was what, one, two, three, go sit down, good morning, good afternoon, good night from James MacArthur as he puts him away with that that curveball that we had Jackson Kowar on the show yesterday uh, praising MacArthur, talking about the the devastating nature of that hook coming from the big right-hander. All right, let's go to the text line, 913-586-7610, the J Southland Toe Service text line, 913-586-7610. From the uh, 620, John Admission writes in, Vern, I love to see MJ playing well, Tyler Cropley's solid debut, and James MacArthur being a stud, but this team has to play like this when they are not already eliminated. 
There's a big difference between doing this in games with playoff implications versus games without. Hopefully, that's the next step for our boys in blue. Thanks, John and Mission. There's no doubt about it. There's always pressure in the big leagues, especially when you are as unproven as so many of these Royals are. When you don't have your footing in the big leagues, you can't tell Tyler Cropley or James MacArthur or Nick Lofton that these games don't matter. No, they're fighting for their life. They're fighting for their job. They're trying to remain in the show, live out their childhood dreams. So I'm not going to act as if there's no pressure. But all that should do is highlight just how much freaking pressure is on them when they're in a race. You guys think there's heat on you right now? Imagine this place packed and this entire city thinking of talking, dreaming, singing about nothing but Royals baseball because that's what it is. They hang on every pitch. Uh, The first thing they think about when they wake up is the pitching matchup. How many games back? What's our magic number? That's pressure. When the entire city is hanging on everything that you do, on and off the diamond. You get a little taste of that in April. Because there is pressure, because you're in the race. But we haven't felt that outside of the month of April in Kansas City in, in, in six years. So I'm, I'm with you, John. You know, you, you, you can see certain intangibles when it comes to guys. You know, their, their, their fights, uh, their relentless nature. You know, you can, you can learn something about work ethic. Certainly talent and production, those things are going to stand out. But the key, again, the name of the game is consistency. And you're not going to be able to learn anything about the consistent nature of any of these young players in the month of September. Opening day 2024, we reset. And for me, my expectations for MJ Melendez return for 2024 to the exact same spot they were in 2023. 800 OPS, 25 home runs. That's what I'm looking at for the soon-to-be 25-year-old left fielder for the Kansas City Royals. John, always appreciate you listening. Let's go to Connor in Overland Park. Connor, you're next up on 610 Sports Radio. Go ahead. Hey, Vern. How are you, bud? I'm all right. How are you? I should not have said that Salvi was going to be traded. Uh, I feel really bad about that. And uh, and MJ Melendez is having a heck of a second half. So I'll listen over the air. Have a good night. Yeah. No, you said it all. No doubt. Uh, near 850 OPS. And again, uh, running the bases with his hair on fire, making sliding catches going back to the wall in left field. Yeah, he's looking um, looking really comfortable. And if you missed it, MJ Melendez was kind enough to call us up after his uh, two-for-three, three-run scored, three-run driven in performance. And the Royals, 7-6 win over the Cleveland Guardians. Phone lines are open, 913-586-7610. We'll get back to your thoughts after this. Burns Post Game Show on your home for Royals Baseball, 610 Sports Radio, and the Odyssey app. Welcome back to Vern's Post Game Show on your home for Royals Baseball in Kansas City, 610 Sports Radio. And now, Melendez puts a drive to deep right center and gone.
to three run over. The Royals will take the pair. MJ Melendez hits his 15th home run of the season. 410 feet. Denny Matthews on the call. Put the Royals ahead right out of the gate as he takes his, as he called him, my childhood best friend, Logan Allen. Takes some bridge in the first inning. Royals up 2-0. Lead would swell to 4-0 thanks to an RBI knock from MJ Melendez in the third and an RBI knock from Nick Lofton. 4-0 after three. Royals would give up their first runs. Josh Naylor driving in a pair off of Alec Marsh in the fifth, but the Royals get him right back, scoring three in the bottom half of the fifth. Nelson Velasquez reaching on an error, scores one. Nick Lofton drives in his second of the game. Lofton, by the way, has eight RBI in his first 12 big league games. Um, so two runs come in to score there. I mentioned the three runs of Velasquez, Lofton, and that sack fly from Tyler Cropley put the Royals ahead 7-2. to two. They would go on to win 7-6, to six, and they go for the sweep tomorrow with Zach Greinke on the bump going opposite Lucas Giolito. Speaking of Zach Greinke, question here from my guy uh, Spike up in St. Joe. Spike's wondering about the last time Greinke pitched. You may remember this. When Greinke threw strike three right down the middle, but it was called ball four, and Greinke kind of uh, strolled to home plate to share a thought with the home plate umpire. And I, of course, uh, assumed that Grinky was saying something, uh, not derogatory, but he was saying something to the home plate umpire like, uh, miss that one there, Chief, or, you know, something. I don't know how, what Grinky would say. But when Annie Rogers asked him about it after the game spike, he said all he was doing was telling the home plate umpire that he planned to pitch out of the stretch. Man on third, he got to... Um, you got to let the base runner and the umpire know if you're going to pitch out of the stretch or not. Grinky told Rogers that he was upset for a couple of seconds, but by the time he got to home plate, he was over it. Now he's special. Uh, special ball player, Hall of Fame ball player, uh, who might be making his final starts ever at Kauffman Stadium tomorrow afternoon. Might be. Not not saying he is or should be. It's his life. He's the great Zach Granke. He's going to Cooperstown whenever he decides to hang it up. Uh, but just a little word for the wise. If you uh, have some vacation day at work, uh, maybe use it tomorrow. Come out and join us. Zach Granke on the hill. It's a 110 first pitch. A few more from the J Southland Tow Service text line, 913-586-7610. From the 816, Vern, how about the wheels of MJ Melendez? I didn't know he was so fast. MJ's definitely the starting left fielder next year from the 816. Well, he's in a corner somewhere. I'm with you on that. And yeah, yeah, he's an athlete. I'm not surprised by the wheels. I'm impressed with the aggressiveness on the base paths. That was nice to see, fun to watch. But that's what's always given me hope in his ability in the corner outfield is because he is an athlete. Because I've seen some non-athletes get the job done in the corners. 
I expect MJ to do more than just get the job done. He can make plays out there. And now a full off season of hopefully corner outfield work and that's it. Who knows what he turns into? Thanks to our friends at Rawhide Harley-Davidson, the number one volume Harley dealer in Kansas. We appreciate your support all season long for each and every one of these Royals home games. Anthony in Blue Springs writes in, Vern, I'm really liking the grit and grind approach that Matt Quatrero has implemented. I'm 100% with him on letting the young guys come up and play. And as far as MJ Melendez, I love his second half. But Vern, is he a core guy? for 2024 yeah the 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 grit and grind approach I I don't know if that's what I would describe Matt Quatrero's implementation I would say the what Matt Quatrero preaches is consistency being where your feet are not worrying about tomorrow or your last at bats or next week's game or the next half inning. And you'll see guys around Kauffman Stadium, you'll see the players and the coaches wearing T-shirts that say, just today. Just says, today across the chest. And that goes back to a speech that Q gave the team about down the stretch here, don't worry about the offseason, don't look up at your numbers, don't worry about arbitration, don't worry about... Friends, family, the offseason, next week's game, just worry about today and how you can prepare to make today the best it can possibly be. And to me, that's a professional approach. Most guys that stick around this game for any elongated period of time have that approach or else you'll drive yourself crazy. And to your question of, is MJ a core guy? You know, maybe this is my own fault because I was really big on talking about the core back in 2020 and 2021. But in this new era, this Sherman Piccolo era of Royals baseball, the, the Tampa model, the Cleveland model, you know, it's... It's difficult, at least I find it difficult to identify a core for a team that's 50 and 102. Now, personally, Bobby and Michael have passed the evaluation season. Cole Reagans and Vinny Pasquantino, I'm in. Now, Brady Singer and Salvi, and, 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 and yeah, MJ Melendez, give me 10 more games. Going to stick with what I've been saying all along. You got to finish it off. Give me 10 more games, finish this second half off with an OPS in the 800s. And yeah, he would be in that group. But no one's untouchable. So in years previous, when I would talk about the core, I talked about him in the way that we talked about Moose and Haas and Salvi. And that's how you're going to win here in Kansas City is the same guys every year, every day. I don't think that's the way they're going to win next time. I think it's going to be what many of us have wanted, more transactional. Sell high, buy low. You find the diamonds in the rough in in, in other organizations. You strike in free agency when the time is right. You win the waiver claims. You win the trades. You win in the margins. It's not going to be endless belief in their players 
and years and years of patience. So I don't know if there is a core. I'm still expecting a lot of roster turnover. Again, you're, you're still heading for 105 some odd losses. Appreciate you listening. Thanks as always, Anthony. Chris Unocero, thanks for the help. We'll do it again tomorrow at 12 noon. Royals, Guardians, wrap it up. I'll talk to you then. Thanks for listening. Take care. You've been listening to Vern's Post Game Show. Diving is MJ Melendez. Did he make that catch? He did! Check out the All Things Vern channel on 610sports.com and the Odyssey app to stay up to date with your boys in blue. Ten strikeouts through seven scoreless innings for Brady Singer. On your home of the Royals, 610 Sports Radio. We now take you back to regularly scheduled programming. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.